Welcome back to another week of Instigating with Clarky and Drury, brought to you by our friends at Conway Furniture, our friends over at Larry Hudson, Chevrolet Buick GMC, and of course, the list will squash courts. I'm Ryan Drury, joined by Clarky. We're very pleased to be joined by a great special guest, a guy we've had on the show before, and we're very pleased he could join us. He's in the middle of a busy road schedule for the Maple Leafs, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, the legend himself, Joe Bowen. Bonesy, how are you? Good, Ryan. Good. Clarky, good to see you. Are you still uh, putting the tools of ignorance on, Clarky? Oh, I am. And I've been, I'm getting better with age, Joe. I really so am. am. I. You know, so am I. I'm playing and I just don't go down anymore. Oh, uh, I haven't because got to then that you stage. have to get up. Then I you know. have to get up. And that's that... really been a bit of an issue at 72. I've decided that, you know, I'm now John Bauer. I'm playing the angles. Yeah. And if some guy scores on me, it's the highlight of his day anyway. So what the hell's the difference? The old Gordon McRae oh, hockey yeah. card. Oh, yeah. Yep. Stand up. Pads <laughs> exactly. together. Everything's good. Exactly. When Pooley got the job in Ottawa, I asked him if he needed a goalie, and apparently I'm way down <laughs> on the list. So Yeah. Well, I was uh, – when when the Leafs went through their goaltending situation with Wall mm-hmm. getting hurt, I immediately volunteered my services to Mr. Treliving. Uh, I did point out that I wanted two commas, and apparently two commas was just a little too rich for them <laughs> at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Well, let's dive right into goaltending. Um, you know what? Uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank already. Jones, Marty Jones has really stepped in. And like people are saying, well, the Leafs are using a third goalie, so cut them slack. He has stepped in and performed admirably in my mind, don't you think? Yeah, he hasn't stolen them a game, I don't think. But he has been able to keep them in games and play well um, through the course of it. Now, um, you know, a lot of people are sitting back going, okay, okay, wait wait till Wall gets back and everything else. I'm very, very high. On Joseph Wall, I really mm-hmm. am. I mm-hmm. am really high on him. Um, if you go to a game uh, and you sit and watch the warm up, you watch his head. Mm-hmm. His head and his eyes remind me so much of Eddie Belfort, mm-hmm. in that he watches the, every shot hit him and knows exactly where it is after it's hit him. A lot of goalies just kind of stand there and you know, get hit and whatnot. And, but it, it, it's his ability to track the puck. And that skill uh, with his size and uh, obviously athleticism and his ability, I think, is the a very big thing. I think he's going to be, uh, you know, a goalie with the Maple Leafs for, for a very long time. Now, they got to get him healthy and they got to get him playing again. But maybe the best signing that Brad for Living made this year was uh, uh, Martin Jones and orchestrating the contract enough that it was a little more expensive for teams to grab him when they had to put him on waivers and send him down to the Marlies. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's been an an important, a very important thing, especially the way um, uh, Samsonov has struggled this uh, thus far this season. Mm -hmm. On that note, Bonesy, do you think that coming up toward the trade deadline, that goaltending is something that they might need to add to just with wall and the uncertainty around his health? I mean, give him his due credit. Like when he has played, he was stealing them games. He was spectacular when he was playing and Martin Jones to his credit, like Clark, he said has been playing really well as well, but Samsonov complete wild card. He's almost near a point where you just can't put him in the net anymore. Is goaltending an area that they need to be concerned about depth wise? I, I would, well, depending on how wall responds and, and that decision would be made closer to the trade deadline. And I think there'll be ample information and statistical data to, to back that up, whether they have to, I, I think at the present time, the answer to that would be no. 
Um, I think I think that they are when Wall gets back and if everything is uh, equal, I think that you would probably see Samsonov play in the American Hockey League because you can't get through this and 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 Clarky, you've played and I've played at, a, at a, obviously a much much lower level, and and it's not physical, it's not your tools, it's not anything, but you lose it, and it is so hard to get it back. And when you do lose it, you tend to stick back a little deeper. I want to be able to find it. So now I'm deeper in the net. And then instead of sort of attacking the puck and being leaning forward and tracking it to you, you get to be like the stone wall or you try to be like a a piece of plywood. And then, of course, you're not looking, you're not tracking. And also, when it does hit you, you have no idea where it's going. And to get over that, it it is very difficult. And, And when it's going good, the thing looks to be the size of a cantaloupe. And when it's going bad, the puck's the size of an aspirin. And right now, it's probably a little bigger than an aspirin because I thought he played pretty well his last start. But the only way you can get through this is to play. And it wouldn't Mm -hmm. hurt at all for him to have a run of five or six or seven games at the American Hockey League level just to kind of get back into it, where you just say to yourself, you know what, screw it. This game doesn't mean anything. I'm just here for me. And I'm going to work at it for me. And that's, I think, something that probably is in the cards when and if Wall gets back to a point where they can uh, work with uh, Wall and Jones at the at the NHL level and and see how maybe maybe he does get to play here before Wall gets back and, and starts to play the way he did last year because he was exceptionally good last year for this team and deserves that thing it's not an injury it's not something that you're really concerned about but it is a mental issue that he has to get through were you surprised the way it played out when they recalled Hildeby and didn't play him in any games you think maybe they saw him in practice and thought you know what this guy just needs some more work in the American Hockey League you would have to think so right Mm -hmm. I mean otherwise you would have thought that you know when they did play the back-to-back out west that that might be the time um, he's played well at the American Hockey League yeah. level. He's going to the he's going to the All Star game. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's a lot like myself in the net, six foot seven. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I said that's two of me in there. I mean that's ridiculous. <laughs> but um, you know, I, I I think that it probably was. And if we do put him in and he gets his doors blown off, first off, what's it going to do to his confidence? Right. And B. Now what happens as far as the, the big team is concerned if something happens down the road? So I think that that might have been it, but I, I really never had a discussion with anybody that would have uh, said that that was actually the thing. But you have to think that that was the logical time if he was going to play was the second game of the back-to-back out in California. Yeah. Bonesy, you know, the team right now obviously is mired in a bit of a tough stretch. Uh, as we record this, they're going to be playing Calgary on the night that we're recording this with you. Uh, but, you know, they're, they've are they lost four straight, and in all four games, they've blown leads. It, it really is incredible. And I read a stat the other day. At the halfway mark, they're 42 games in now. They've blown 13 leads and lost those games. The franchise record's 23. That was back in the 80s, and we know that was a tough time for the franchise, obviously. What's going you on? You weren't right even now? born then. You what do you know? I wasn't. About <laughs> Tell me. Clarky knows what it was like. You weren't even around. You were in diapers. We know what it was like, Clarky. It was damn tough. 
It was. Well, I I know what it's like right now, and it's tough yes, again. What What is going wrong in your mind? Why can they not hold a lead? Well, <laughs> all kinds of things. One, their save percentage uh, for the goaltending when they have a lead is like 863, which is obviously not good, but that's part and parcel of what happens. Um, you know what? Every team goes through these things. And in the past couple of years under Sheldon Keith, this team has played so well and so consistently well during the regular season that they've really not had an issue. I mean, a major league issue during the season that we better get our stuff together here and get going, or we're going to be looking up at a playoff spot trying to get in. And maybe this will augur well for the postseason when, you know what, they have faced some adversity. They have had to change their game. They have had to make sure they play better defensively uh, when they do have a lead. So, I, you know, four-game losing streak is, yeah, it's not good, obviously. And the way that they have lost with having leads is is not good either. But maybe it, it may be a, a bit of a, uh, a blessing in disguise in that they're being forced to have to make some changes and to have to uh, look at themselves in the mirror a little bit to figure out how they have to play right now. When you look at this team and compared to other teams at, at, during the regular season, it was always, well, they're not physical enough. They don't play physical enough. They're not a, a miserable team. And that's what happens in the postseason. Well, they're among the league leaders in hits this year. They have been more proactive in the physical game than they have in past years. And that's without having Ryan Reeves play it and, and whatever. But McCabe, uh, Benoit, uh, Gregor, um, McMahon, people that you are asking to be more physical. So that has changed. They're a better team to face the playoffs, I think, now than other teams were in the past. But this bit of of a dip and of and and uh the obviously the searching within the the mirror to say what do i have to do to make it better um i think is an important part of the season now this goes from four to eight and then to ten uh then look out um uh, mm -hmm. i mean the oilers came back from this kind of a, a thing but it was at the beginning of the year um it's so easy to drop in the standings and it's so difficult to climb because everybody's playing one another and points are being distributed back and forth. So, um, yeah, they better they better turn this around in a hurry, and it's a, a difficult part of their schedule to have to do it. How hot's the seat Sheldon's sitting on right now? Um, I, I'm sure that it's warm, mm -hmm. um, and it should be. Um, I, I don't think it's hot. I don't think it's uh, to that point now. Um, you know, you, you lose tonight, you go into Vancouver, who's – played extraordinarily well and lose yeah. there and you can certainly feel the the heat would be a lot a lot more and then a hot seattle um, team and then back to back with winnipeg yes oh yeah no this is a, <laughs> this is a tough tough part mm -hmm. this team has always rallied to play well against better teams yeah um and i would expect that that was what the coaching staff and everybody is expecting will happen here uh, down the stretch. I mean, they played pretty well in Edmonton, and I you know, may have th uh, felt better. I mean, if, if Austin Matthews, instead of trying to get out of the way to let the goalie make the save, just turns and takes one off the chest, um, mm -hmm. they probably win the hockey game. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's little things like that that have to happen. 
But um, I would suggest, certainly in the regular season, this may be the hottest seat that Sheldon Keefe has had to sit on in a while. Mm-hmm. I would certainly agree with that. You know, what what is your impression right now, Bonesy, of some of the criticism being levied at the team? Because it really peaked on social media the other night after Mitch Marner's post-game comments where people were accusing him of appearing in his comments to not care that they had dropped four straight leads and that, no, we're not frustrated. He he did, to his credit, however, he he did say that they were pissed off. He did say that. But then he said, no, we're not frustrated. We're not frustrated with each other. We're n- we know we're a good hockey team. What is your impression of some of the criticis- criticism being levied at his feet in particular and the team as a whole for not being intense enough when needed? Would you have rather of him to come on and said, this is actual BS. The world's coming to an end. We can't believe we're doing this. I don't know what was going on. I mean, you can't. You have to believe in the group that you have. And they have proven that they have a pretty good group as far as being able to win in the regular season and everything else. So, I, I, again, four games is is obviously concern. But it's certainly not time to kind of jump on the explosive and uh, push the plunger down and try to blow up your room by having somebody come out and be overly critical. Well, it's not me, but those other guys, boy, we need to fix them. That's, that's not going on. So... I, I can understand Mitch Marner trying to, uh, if for the lack of a better term, bring out the fire extinguisher for the media and try to hose them down just a tad. Um, because, again, you know, teams go through this. Um, every team goes through it. And you can look at some of the other teams in, 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 that are in the playoffs and everything, and they're blowing leads too. So uh, you have to kind of expand your horizon to kind of look at the big picture and say, okay, yeah, that's happening. And things have happened where other teams are having their times of of trouble. They're losing two or three in a row. So I I think that before that you can have somebody come out and start to really tear the room apart, uh, I think you have to have a voice of reason come out and discuss it. Whether the media wants to hear a voice of reason is another question entirely. But I think as the group in that dressing room, I think that Mitch Marner probably handled it fairly well. Ryan and I have had this uh, discussion. I think that's why the show is called Instigating. But can this team win, Joe? I love your opinion on it, with the makeup the way it is now with those five guys making a lot of dough. Well, I I don't know that answer, Clarky. I I, Mm -hmm. I don't. But... Would you rather would you rather give one of them away? Would you rather like why don't we just give Mitch Marner away? That way the money will look better on the ledger, and we'll get some stiff who's going to play on the fourth line and and score well, five goals. Th- there's no question they're the envy of a lot of other teams. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And you don't think for a minute that if. William Nylander had gone the rest of the way that someone wouldn't have offered him more than what the Leafs offered and mm-hmm. what he signed for in Toronto. I mean, I, I honestly, I that's I, I think we're blessed to have them, to be honest with you, because I was around when they didn't have squat to well, watch. exactly. <laughs> so so I mean, how can you how can you be overly critical of what they've done, certainly in the pre in the regular season? Yes, I know. It's all the postseason and everything else. 
They got over a hump last year with winning one round. Now they have to do it better. And it's the core four or core five, if you include Morgan Riley in there, that have to do it. Well, every other team is are looking at the Leafs, and they would love to have pieces of that core five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think I think we have to look at, again, take a step back, take a look across the board and say, you know what? I, I think we're we're fine there. Can we augment that with maybe better people? And I'm sure that Brad for living at the trade deadline, as was the case last year with um uh, with the Maple Leafs, augmenting that group with other people at that point. Um I, I think we'll probably see some of that again going on uh, this time around. Yeah, it'll be interesting for sure. Bonesy, before we let you go, because you got some work to do, of course, being the voice of the Maple Leafs and all. Before we let you go, though, we we want to touch on something positive right now, and that is your beloved Green Bay Packers. You're a proud owner. You're a proud yep. part of the ownership, you and your kids. What a performance from Jordan Love against the Dallas Cowboys. Boy, do they ever own the Cowboys. How are you feeling as we head into the divisional round? Obviously, the Niners will be tough too, but boy, oh boy, you got to be awful happy about the way the future looks for the youngest team in the NFL. Well, Aaron Jones is healthy. We look like we uh, A.J. Dillon practiced today, and Quadzilla will be back as well to maybe rest uh, Jones a little bit. Um, and, and you know what, uh, and, uh, Red Batty is a dear friend of mine. He's the equipment manager with the Green Bay Packers. Hmm. And I said to Red, I said, Red, these kids don't realize what they're doing. He said, yes. And for God's sakes, don't tell them. <laughs> I mean, they're playing with house money. They're the youngest team in the league. They're flying around out there. No one wants, no one cares that I didn't get enough touches. I didn't have the ball thrown to me enough. It's they're all trying to be just a part of the of the group and be a part of the solution rather than trying to be a piece of a puzzle that maybe doesn't fit. So I, I, I think we're ecstatic. Um, but you know what? Uh, regardless, it is difficult to get into this position. And there is no guarantees that even with this young group and how good they seem to be right now, that this is going to be a regular occurrence. So while you're there, you might as well make hay while the sun shines. So uh, we're very excited about it. Um, I think that uh, uh, San Francisco and Dallas on paper uh, look very similar. Their defenses were very similar statistically. Um, it looks like uh, Matt LaFleur probably has a pretty good uh, game plan set for them. But um, I just love the fact that the uh, the, the Green Bay Packers are going to go through three quarterbacks when the rest of the league is going to go through about 294 of them. And the Chicago Bears are pretty close to having 100 in those circumstances. I think this kid is the real deal. Um, he is fun to watch and he's a, a pretty damn good player. Yeah, he's a lot of fun, man. And uh, I think there's a lot of bright days ahead for that young group. I love the offense. That Musgrave kids, a player, Dobbs, Wicks, man, 
they got some really exciting players, let alone everybody on defense. So I wish your Packers well this weekend against the Niners, Bonesy, because they've been a lot of fun to watch, my friend. Joe, thanks so much for doing this, man. It's been a pleasure, and uh, I hope the Leafs give you a little bit more of an exciting thing to watch over the next couple of games here. Yeah, don't uh, don't lose your grip on the oar. Just keep paddling in the same direction. We can't have you spinning around now, Ryan. That's absolutely right. Well, we'll Clarky and I will try and keep our emotions on the rails in the next segment, All right. we promise. All Thanks right, so. that's Joe Bowen, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, Clarky and I will continue to break down what's been a bit of a tough stretch for the Leafs. Are they about to turn it around? We'll touch on that next. <laughs> Welcome back to Instigating with Clark and Drury, brought to you by our friends over at Conway Furniture. That's Highway 86, east end of Listowel. Our friends at Larry Hudson, Chevrolet Buick, GMC. Deals are hot. They're still hot. And, of course, the Listowel squash courts. Thanks so much to Joe Bowen, legendary voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs and one of the greatest broadcasters of all time, in my opinion, for joining us. He's Chat the best. about the Leafs, Clark. He, not dude, like, not your opinion. He is the best. And as I was just mentioning to you off air, I worked with Joe probably the longest Time that I've worked with any other person um, ever. So we worked at the fan together from 80. Well, I worked at telemedia sports network before the fan became the fan. Then I started in 1987 and Joe was there then. And I opt the games in the studio. So he was my first point of contact. It was Joe Bowen and Bill Waters in the studio and uh, at the game. They weren't in the studio then I was in the studio. Yeah. Then I graduated to actually being at Maple Leaf Gardens right beside Joe Bowen. I got to tell you, as a guy in my 20s, just getting into this business, to be sitting beside Joe Bowen at Maple Leaf Gardens, having him call games, I learned so much from him. I did do a lot of play-by-play in college as well, but everything I took from Joe, I used. The way he formats his sheets, um, everything. And uh, to be able to sit beside that guy and then work with him throughout my time at the fan and then... I went to Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment. He came to Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment, and I was there. Like I probably worked with Joe for 29, 30 years. Pretty crazy. Yeah, it's incredible, man. Not a bad guy to have in the CV, that's for <laughs> sure. And, I mean, he's yeah. one of the best. And on top of being one of the best broadcasters ever, I mean, he's just a top-notch guy, too. I mean, yeah. giving us some of and his we're both goalies. game night. And, and you're both goalies, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, no, on no, game night. Me? Yeah, he's what? We're like three hours, not even. Yeah, three hours yeah. away from game time. And he's from, sitting from down him doing the Calgary game, which, yeah. which which hopefully does not turn into a fifth straight loss. Um, but man, are the Leafs ever feeling it right now? And man, the numbers aren't flattering. I mentioned obviously the uh, the franchise record for blown lead defeats is twenty three. They're at thirteen as we record this. And uh, man, the the Mitch Marner post game and the Sheldon Keith post game against Edmonton. It had a lot of people fired up, and I'm sure it probably had you fired up, Clarky, because we all know Mitch Marner's your favorite Maple Leaf of all time, so I'm sure that you had a lot of feelings, but I, I want to throw <laughs> some more numbers at you here. And Bonesy brought this one up. This is a like a wild stat, and it's just, as our friend Steve Dangle would say, so leafy. It's incredible. When the Leafs are trailing, they have a save percentage, a team save percentage of 9-10, which is eighth in the league. When they're tied, it's 907, which is tied for 10th. When they have the lead, their save percentage is 892. That's 28th 
in the NHL, which just makes absolutely no sense. Um, well, it does make sense. Row, but it makes sense to me. You know I why? Mean, Here's why. Because they're collapsing. They're not playing well defensively. And the other teams need a goal to get back in games. And they're pressing harder. And they're just not handling it. Like, yeah. I, like this past like that, week, yes. like this past week, Ryan, I'm telling you, I, I, I've soured. I've really soured on this group. Um, I'm getting yeah, sick upset. and tired. I'm getting, I'm just getting sick and tired of people who think they can pick on me because I'm a Leaf fan. And you know, who's one of them? Our producer, well, Adam, like, yeah, they lost to Colorado. And then like, he's telling me about wow. like how Nathan McKinnon skates the most. Like that's a stupid, irrelevant stat. I don't care how much a guy skates. Play smart. What do you mean? Hard. Like it? What do you mean? Like skate hit? Like his know. total coverage skate? Yeah, like, yeah. He's like the leader in the league or some some crazy thing. I don't know if he can turn his mic on. Adam, you want to jump in here? You can jump in here. But um, I, I tell you, sure, like, I'll jump I, in here. Yeah. What was that stat? <laughs> Sorry, Adam? I can't put myself on screen, but that's okay. Nathan McKinnon skated uh, a game with their new tracking system they have. He was clocked at like thirty nine. Uh, kilometers per hour. They put it in miles per hour, but he almost like basically was speeding well, hold on. the school zone. Like that's how fast he skated, or that's yeah. how far he skated. That's how fast he skated. Ah, who cares? Right. Okay. He's also what skated the no, farthest I... out of any player since the entire in the entire season since they've been tracking the season. He has the most like miles of skating around the ring. Yeah. Range. I don't like, right. But okay. I still love so that's the stats that's to, to grind you. Like <laughs> I, I I get it. So that's kind of like the soccer stat where it's like total field coverage. I, yes. And there's there's merit to it when you're talking about him. If it was some fourth line plug, you'd be like, oh wow, that's neat. But when it's Nathan McKinnon, you're like, well yeah, uh, that that's incredible because it's him and he's sure. a star player that incredible. actually tries. I, yeah. I, love I mean Nathan the Leafs McKinnon to me. I, like again, let's get back to the Leafs game here. Sure. Okay, Colorado. Probably one of the better teams in the league, right? They're pretty good. They're pretty good. When and they win despite win, win, bad goaltending. Lost too. by one goal? After you're up 3 nothing, that's the problem, though. I get it. So don't, what do what, what you, like, I get it. It was 3 nothing in the first period. Lots of yep. game left, but I, and I get it. Lots I of game understand. left for the Leafs to try and hard and is, lock the lead down. You're right. You're right, and they can't do it. So who do mm -hmm. I blame? I am now blaming the coach. Uh-huh. Well, I'm blaming what? the coach. I don't have anyone else to blame. I, I like, yeah, I, mm. I see Morgan Riley and, and Simone Benoit on the same side of the net and the winner in Edmonton. Um, I, I, I just think Austin they need, Matthews standing there, standing there Connor as, McDavid as Joe him. said, as Joe said, like, just take it off the chest. And that's the worst one though, is, is that he not only doesn't push McDavid out of the way, I know he, he gets out he of the way of the shot it. and doesn't block it. Shoot. Just watch it's it incredible. Thirteen point two five million. Can't are these guys? Shot. Are these guys not playing now for Sheldon Keith? They're trying to get him fired. Is that what it's I come to? I, I don't think professional athletes do such a thing. But you gotta wonder. We know don't that you? that's not true, though. We've we heard hope. enough athletes on podcasts say that you know we didn't like that guy and we wanted him gone. Yeah, and I, I think I they're at know. that stage. I really do. I think Monday, next Monday, it looks like it. Next Monday, I think, is the day. I think they're gonna they're gonna be in tough these next three games. Um, they'll probably lose two out of three or three out of three. And next Monday after that Seattle game could be it. Because I, I think mean, they would they do lose. it on the road. 
simpler. Yeah, they probably won't do that. But, and but Guy Boucher it, it, I, will take over in an interim basis and hope John oh, Cooper uh, comes in the offseason. Okay. Right. Yeah, I don't know about that. But I mean, the Leafs could certainly pay him. That's the wild thing about all this and what like boils down to some of their problems, right? It's like it's these guys swallowing up all this cap, but then it's a lack of high end prospects on the way because they had to trade away so many picks to try and get away from bad contracts. Are they going to have to do that again next year, potentially with their captain? I don't know, because their captain is atrocious right now. Let me rattle he's off going a couple through a tough stats for you. He's going through. Oh, a tough... he's going through a tough stretch, is he? Oh, well, he has only 15 points in his last 25 games. Mm-hmm. He only played 16 minutes against Colorado when they were up three <laughs> well, yeah. nothing. They and benched him the whole third be... period. Oh, uh, yeah, and that's my point: is that everybody says, "Oh, don't worry about Tavares and his and his points dipping because he's still elite." defensively he's never been elite defensively he wins some face-offs which I've he's not doing that. lately no 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 but people say oh don't worry about Tavares and making 11 million dollars no big deal even if he's not getting 60 something points which he's on pace for 66 right now he's on pace for 20 they're not going to buy out or trade John Tavares not this year but with a year left on his deal next, next year, year who who knows because you look at the way this guy's playing, zero points in his last five games, minus six, elite defensively, real good defensively. Boy, is he ever good defensively. Like John Tavares small. has registered one five-on-five goal since returning from Sweden 28 days ago. One! 11 million bucks. 11 million dollars for one even-strength goal. Since the Sweden trip, he had too many IKEA meatballs. I guess Willie Nylander did take them to IKEA. Like, well, where's he been asked. since he signed his big contract? There's another joke, and I'm sorry. I look, it it's hard. It's hard. It really is. It's hard for me to go in and criticize individuals because no one got it more than than that guy. The, the capsule never went with Ovechkin. I get it. It's hard. You can't blame one guy. However. When they perform like this and they're taking up this much cap in a salary cap world, I look, as an aside, I can't stand that we have to talk about guys' salaries all the time. I know. It's not fun. No, it's not fun. The owners are losers. It's not fun. The owners are losers, and they're (laughs) the ones that were signing off on, yes, give Zach Parise and Ryan Suter 12-year deals. The New Jersey Devils tried to sign Ilya Kovalchuk to a 17-year deal. Like, the owners were the ones signing off on these. Roberto no Luongo, 12 no years. Yes. Oh, no. Gary Bettman and the sudden, owners have ruined a lot of this, this game. They're losers. They're absolute losers. Now, yeah. as an aside, having said that, because I'm yep. on the player's side, when it comes to money, they should all be making more money. When you live in a, in a restrictive system like this, and then you've got guys swallowing up all this space and performing the way they do, having never won anything, it invites this type of criticism. I don't I don't want to like personally attack guys or anything, but in terms of their performance on the ice, William Nylander is a joke and what he should be doing is writing checks back to Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment to give back some of the money that he's been cashing since signing that deal because he's been literally an embarrassment. I haven't noticed him in the 5 games he's played since he signed the deal. It's absolutely unreal that that guy's getting $11.5 million for uh, a hot 36 games. 
It's insane. He makes more than Nikita Kucherov. And I know that's a deal that got signed ages ago. Mitch Marner signed his deal right after Nikita Kucherov and got more than him. Never won anything. It's psychotic to me that these guys are all making this much money and they lose and they lose and they lose and they lose some more. And then they go, we're not frustrated. We're I get it. Mitch Marner, like Bonesy said, he can't come out there with a match in gasoline and light everybody on fire and go, yeah, we suck. We're the worst no, team but, of all time. No, but let me stop but, you here. Let me stop yes, you here. Go he ahead. needed to say, you know what? It's I gotta frustrating. be frustrating. I got to be better. Just Everyone's got to be, be better. better. We got to we got to win hockey games. And yeah, I got to be better. That's what I wanted to hear. And like I'm not, you know, I'm not going to bring it up with Joe, but that's what I wanted to hear. Like as a Leaf fan, that pissed me off. And then to continue it, Clarky, with and I'm mad, I'm mad right now. I'm not even a Leaf fan. Like to continue it and go, "Well, we know we're a good team and we've proven mm-hmm, we're a good team." Mm-hmm. No, you've not. You've not. <clears throat> you have not. They've done nothing. They've won nothing of They're nearly out of a playoff this, spot. Like, If they didn't have loser points, they would be out of a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. They have four regulation wins in their last 14 games, Clark. Mm-hmm. Two of them were against you're talking the San to Jose fan. Sharks. You don't have to like hit me with these stats. I know. I have I know. to hit the people. I, I got to hit the people with the stats. That's what they come but here But you for. said Clarky okay? when you said it, so you were No, I know. I, but they, that's what they're at. <laughs> And, I get it. I get it. It's if just, this continues, but here, let me ask you this. Let's 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 change a little bit here. Okay. Do you think these players? A. I'm getting back to Sheldon Keith. Have stopped playing for Sheldon Keith. Yes. B. Can't understand what Sheldon Keith's trying to get them to do. Or no. they're just incompetent and can't play the hockey. Can't play. Yes. So yes, I think they've stopped playing for Sheldon. I don't think they don't understand what he wants them to do. I think that they completely understand what he asks of them, but it's like asking. They just don't want to do it. It's like asking a camel to be a horse. You just can't. You're asking leopards to change their spots. They are not capable. These guys as the core leadership part of the team, which lacks a lot of heart. They are not able to play the way, and they and I can say this with certainty, Clarky, because they've never shown they can. They are incapable of playing the way it takes to win four best of seven rounds. Okay, then why are they going to why then, then why fire Sheldon Keith? Because that's about all there. Uh, because he's the only guy that doesn't have a no move clause. Well, I I get it's that. The only he's, guy. It's the easiest that's what really thing chaps to do. My ass. Yeah, I know. And it's not my, easy, my point is, I think they need, I'm not going to say a Mike Babcock type coach, but they need a guy. And, and that's why I don't understand if well, they're not playing Craig for this Berube. guy. Craig Berube, Jared Gallant's out there. There's there's some coaches out there that, but I think it'll be Guy Boucher in an interim basis um, if they do do something. Um, and you know what? If Sheldon Keefe, had proved that, and this team has proved that they can win in the playoffs, then this rough stretch is just a little rough stretch. But he hasn't proved he can win. So if you can't prove you 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 can win and you're in a rough stretch right now, they're, they have the non-playoff teams breathing down their throat, you better make some sort of changes right now. 
And like, I don't I understand don't... the Corey Perry thing. Like, where's Corey Perry? Like, is he going to sign somewhere? Is he just like, what's going I'm on sure there? He will. Like, he's a guy I'm that sure could help will. the Maple Leafs. Like, there's no question in my mind. But help, help them, help them with what? Like, well, he's he's been a guy who's do? gone to a lot of finals in the last five years. So if you yeah, can help not a in the playoff charm. Hey, he the guy play... doesn't have a horseshoe hanging out. No, his but he ass. can play like tough. A... He can play tough hockey. You don't think so? Yeah, for seven or eight minutes. The yeah, guy's thirty-nine fine. years old. Like it's like, like I, Mark Giordano. And that, can and that play brings tough me hockey. to Mark Giordano and and TJ Brody. These guys have been well, warriors. They've been absolute my, warriors. God. But I tell you Brody what, ha- Brody's been a warrior the last three what years. What movie have you He's been, been very good the last three years? Has he this year? No, has he? Mm. Yeah, he was he was brilliant last year against Florida, getting cooked in the playoffs in overtime when he let Sam Bennett walk around him like no one was even there. Yeah, he's yeah and brilliant. I saw uh, T.J. Brody. Is he ever good? Okay, can't wait. I, so I you don't think T.J. Brody's a top four the first three years of his five year contract? No, no, what? really, no. Fired up that he's not on my team. Guys, he's so easy to play against, and man, is it? It's not like he was. He's like horrible. Rasmus Sandin. Talk about easy to play against. Lot, lot better player. Lot better player. I'll say that with a better coach, who the Leafs let leave and maybe shouldn't have. But that's a story <laughs> for another day. Um, there's well, that's the why they should part, hire though. their. That's why they should there's, hire their assistant. There's coach the now crazy part. Like the Caps are scraping for a playoff spot. They play way harder than the Leafs and are way less talented. Absolutely. And as they we talked about a month ago, dollar anchor the Leafs, on their roster. The Leafs were on a roll a month ago, and what did I say? You know why? They're playing harder, and now they're not. They've they've stopped playing hard. They just they've get absolutely they want. stopped. Why should they play hard all the time? They get whatever they want. This heart of their team that's supposed to be the inspiration, the example setters, the leaders of the team, they get whatever they want, including full no-move clauses. So, like, hey, if if we don't turn up and do our jobs that you pay us all, the, like, it'd be different if they all made, like, $5 million or something. Because then people would go, well, like, what do you expect? They're a $5 million player. Blah, blah, blah. It's incredible that they get this amount of points. But it's the fact that they make all this money and then they don't deliver on what they're supposed to actually be getting paid for, which is championship aspirations, and they never deliver. Ever. They certainly haven't. No I one can't, wants I can't to play argue hard. that one. Austin Matthews, what a goal scorer. He's, he's putting up historic goal scoring numbers for the Maple Leafs right now. Can't play hard. Can't push Connor McDavid, the best player in the world, out front of the net. He's bigger than Connor McDavid. Six, what is he? Six four, six three. He's about Ovi size. Two thirty. Can't push a guy out of the way. Can't do it. Uh, hey, I'm not disputing it. it. That's why that and that was why I asked the question: Have they stopped playing for Sheldon Keith? And would a new coach make a difference? That's I the don't know. Only hope. That's the oh, that's exactly. the only hope. I agree with you. Like Guy Boucher now, to me comes across as a hard nosed. No bullshit kind of coach. You better perform. But I think there's so much interference from upstairs, and I think it starts with Brendan Shanahan. I don't disagree. And I just think, A, if if Sheldon Keep keeps his job, it's because Brendan Shanahan won't let Tree Living fire him. 
He's not your living's guy. They signed him to one extra year. Now, I get the one yeah. extra year. At the end of the day, it doesn't cost. Like, the Leafs don't care. If they fire him, they don't care if they have to pay him. They've done it many uh, times a ta- before. That's a tax write-off. It doesn't matter, right? It doesn't yeah. absolutely doesn't matter. But I just think that Brendan Shanahan could be a big influencer um, that is affecting this team in a negative way. Well, and now, you know, a, a new president and CEO has come in yeah, for Keith LSE. And <laughs> you would think, looking around, that if things continue the way they're going and they flame out in the playoffs again, God forbid they miss, yeah. which I don't think they, they're still too good on paper, which is all I've ever been able to say about the Maple Leafs. <laughs> on paper, they look good because they don't uh-huh. play good. Uh-huh. They're still too good to miss, I think. I would hope you're right. But God forbid but... they do. You would think oh. that this guy, Keith Pelly, would look at Brendan Shanahan and go, so you've been here um, yeah, exactly. how long now? And exactly. what exactly like I saw, what are I, doing? I saw a clip Like the even other day. if he wanted to change anything, they can't. They gave everybody no move clause. Like you can't. Even yeah. if somebody went in there and, and Shanahan said, well, had to listen. sign off on that. Yeah, one thousand percent. And there was something, and I get it. Like he's got to be diplomatic, but there was something that Bonesy said to us in our previous segment that stuck out to me, where he said, "Well, what would you rather have, Clarky? Us get rid of these guys and, well, and not have them?" I nearly piped in there well, and saying, "You know what? Yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather have no Mitch Martyr and and." three defensemen it, who can play the game. That's the thing. It's it's like really not would. so much boy would I rather go back to you know the the Kessel Lupel days and not have anything. Sure. But that's disregarding the possibility of taking that cap space and getting some defensemen and balancing the roster out. Like these I, people that defend these guys, they're like, well, yeah, what? We're just going to get rid of a player like Mitch Marner. It's like, yes. well, why is that yes. such a big problem? Let him go. Nylander, you're not going to trade Matthews. You still have to trade him. You're not going to trade him because he's got no move. But well, like, you're going to gain, you're going to, these... you're going to basically trade for cap space by letting him go. You're going to have 12 million bucks or 11 million bucks. Open up. You go out and you sign some defensemen who can play the game. That's kind of what I'm saying here, Clarky. Like people go, oh, well, what if we didn't have them? Yeah, what if you didn't? And, yeah, and maybe we all won't anybody win around, says or two or three. Anybody, exactly. I all anybody ever you. says you know, is look how unbalanced been, their roster is. I've been very consistent on my huh. views of one of their superstars. Now, and I've look. always said I don't think they're gonna win with this guy. I've said it. And, and I haven't changed thing. my tune. Bonesy also said there are lots of teams around the league that would love pieces of this core. Yeah, pieces of it, not it. Because everybody looks around and looks at it and goes, how the hell are they even skating a full roster with the cap space that they don't have? Like, they, yeah, what is this team? Like, I go out there and, and I, if I'm another player playing them, and and I look at that decor. I'm like, my God, I can't wait. I cannot wait to forecheck against this team. I can't wait because even though Austin Matthews might be out there, and we're scared of him going down and ripping a wrist or bar shelf glove side, he's got to get the puck from us first, and he's not going to hit me. So what do I care? I'm going to dump it into the corner, 
And I'm going to forecheck on TJ Brody. He's going to treat the puck like a hand grenade and give it right to me. And then my teammate, maybe a Connor McDavid, I don't know, is going to go right to the front of their net. Their defensemen are going to do nothing about it. And I'm going to walk out front and let Connor stick his ass out in front of the opposing goalie. And I'm going to put one shelf and win the game. And you know what else? What do I care do? if Austin Matthews is out there? You know what else? So gonna what? Do? You know what else they're going to do? They're going to cross they check do? the shit out of them and not get penalties. They're going to do that too. Just, just to add. They're also going to gonna that, do that. I had to put that in there because that like, I know it's absolutely ridiculous. Like the officiating, the officiating's bad for everybody. It's not a it's cause for, for this lease road uh, for this this downturn, but it was horrific on Saturday night. They should have got a a Manson should have got a cross check, but you know what else should have happened? You know what I would have rather seen Just someone go over and get an instigator and, and fight him. And that's a lot to ask. Yeah. That's a lot. I know uh, McCabe did go after their guy, Rantanen. Oh yeah. Wow. Didn't affect him though. Cause Rantanen plays hard. So he doesn't back down. I understand that. I understand that. Doesn't back down. That's not the makeup. It's just, it's just unreal. Like it's, they, they sit there and they want, and Marner's like, oh, we know other people are trying to create this noise. You play. Right. You play. We just react to what we see. And to sit there, the biggest thing about it, and, and this used to drive me nuts about, about my boys back in the day, is when someone would come out after a brutal, gut-wrenching playoff loss, like to the Montreal Canadiens when we won the President's Trophy, or Pittsburgh always until it wasn't Mm -hmm. or Philly or New York. Mm -hmm. Someone would come out and go, you know, I actually thought we played. You didn't. You didn't play well. You lost with all this talent. You lost. And then you have the gall to say, you know, we're playing some pretty good hockey. Getting a lead and blowing it like this all the time is not good hockey. No, last like, year they held on to leads. No this insulting to the fans. So what's changed? What's changed this year? Like they all got exactly like what they wanted. Justin and they, Hall, they cash their checks no. and they just don't care. Alex Kerfoot, no. Like no, it's that more of their stars got paid more money with no move clauses, and they can't mm-hmm. add to this roster in any meaningful way. Who are they going to trade to free up any space? To improve this decor. Yeah, I know that they got the LTIR money for Klingberg. That's that's like a little less than $4 million. Like, who are you going to bring in that's going to, for that price, that's going to make a huge difference defensively? Like, Luke Shen was admirable last year. Yeah, he, but you know what? Simone Ben was playing just as well as Luke Shen Simone did. Bet, and, he is. For, and cheaper than, than Luke Shen. A 36-year-old so. Shen, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Like that was Benoit, a good like I'm not being that was facetious. A good move. Yes, I'm not being no. facetious. No, like no, no, he no, I has know. been talked about impressive. It. He's yeah. been impressive. Absolutely. But like, what are they supposed to do? Because like, who are you going to trade? What are you going to trade one of your decor on an already depleted decor? Like, are you going to trade TJ Brody, which they could do? He's in the last year of his deal. Mm-hmm. And now and now what? You've traded a like for like defenseman right now. Who's going to take TJ Brody at five and a half? You're going to have to retain some salary probably. And if you bring in a guy that's more expensive than him, that's a better player. And you want the other team to retain salary because you have no cap space. Right. What? You're going to give away more draft picks that you don't have no, with a, with a farm that. system. That's bottom third it. of the NHL. They have no high end prospects. No, coming. Marley's I like not. Easton Cowan. I like Fraser Minton. They're, they're B plus prospects. 
that are probably both at least three years away from being ready to play in the NHL, much as I like those guys. What, you going to do that? Or what are you going to well, do? I got, I got take... news for you. I bet Fraser Minton plays on this team next year because of the cap problems they're in. Of course he, he has to. <laughs> exactly. Fraser, exactly. get ready. Get yeah, get ready. That's why they let him stay Toronto, here nine brother. games this year. Get an apartment in downtown Toronto, brother. Call your realtor because you're yeah. moving. Exactly. And like, and great. Great for him, right? But is he ready? You love Matthew these shows, nice. don't you? You love these shows, dude. Eh? You I love don't. when the Leafs fail. I don't love it when they fail. It actually <laughs> frustrates me because I look at it and go, uh, I've told you numerous times, I mean this sincerely. Like, I was a Leaf fan when I was a little kid because everybody was. So I just wanted to be part of the gang. Mm-hmm. I would genuinely love for all of the people in my life, many of them that are Leaf fans, to have this hurt end. Like, please. Thank you. So we can Thank stop you. having conversations like this. Yes. But we can't because they refuse to change how they play. And again, we're not saying I don't want Mitch Marner to turn into Eric Lindros. I don't expect Morgan Riley to be Scott Stevens. But for God's sake, when the other team's star player and captain sets up in front of your net and takes your goalie's eyes away, you can't push them. Mm-hmm. Like it's they can't even do the bare minimum, bare minimum of looking like they have some fight. Yeah, I can't don't. Do I it. can't. I can't argue it. They can't do it. And 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 this Tavares situation is getting near a point where they're almost going to like they got people saying online, well, maybe we should be sellers for the next two years until the Tavares money's gone, and then we can try and recoup some picks and try again. So you're just gonna light these next two seasons on fire because you signed this guy to a ridiculous contract online here. Well, what, what else are they going to do? Because who are you going to trade? You can't trade one of the big guys who are worth the most. You know who the most valuable you have one player more year on their of, roster is right this. now? You have one more year next year of this. Yes. The most valuable guy is probably setup. Matthew Nyes. It is. It uh, is. Absolutely. How could you trade him? You can't. How could you trade him? You can't trade him. You got nobody else coming behind him who's ready to play the type of role he plays. I know he's struggling right now, but uh, like, I think he's going to be a really good player. Yeah. And will be affordable for the next few years. So, what, you're going to trade him for a defenseman? No, you're not trading Matthew Nice. You're not trading Matthew Nice. He's the most valuable guy, probably, to a lot of teams on the team right now. You can't even fathom trading him. No. How would you make that work? And the money won't work. The money won't work because he's making league minimum. Exactly. He's not making league minimum. He's making rookie minimum, I should clarify. Yeah. But, it's just all I, and again, I hate that we have to do this calculator game. I don't want to be in calculus it's, class. It's, it's I hated I calculus. Hate I hate it. I hate it because my team God, Gary is the Bettman, richest in the league you. and they should be able to spend their money. And it pisses yeah. me. Yeah. It really I does. I agree. It really does. Even just give me a luxury. Like, look how tax. well it worked for the Leafs give in the 80s. Anything. Yeah. Yeah, it, no, look, you know under any saying. circumstances, like, incompetence has no bounds. We know this, but yeah. look, like, yeah. it's just unreal, and, and it's not fair, yes, but this is the world we live in, and unfortunately, and, and I understand, again, before we move on to our final segment, I understand, again, of course, as I've said, I'm pro player, too. All these guys <laughs> should be making more money. I understand the notion of going, well, the player doesn't owe the team anything. And, 
you know, you should try and get whatever you're worth. I applaud William Nylander for getting $11.5 million and then putting up no points in the following five games. I applaud him for that. He's clearly a shrewd negotiator. But you're being a smartass when you're saying it. No, I'm being a smartass about the points thing, but I, I, I applaud him for getting that money. I, I do agree with Joe, money. though. Someone was going to throw the money at I agree with that. Someone would have. God would've. bless. Someone God would've. bless. I know. Yeah, I'm just saying someone would have. And someone will now, to Mitch Marner. No doubt. It's just someone that... will to Mitch Marner, but he's the guy. I'm telling you right now, if they sign him next year. They will. Oh, they will sign him. He'll get think... six years at 12-3. I think they've had enough of Mitch and Paul, and they're just they're just buying the time until what evidence is there of that? They never bench any of these guys, particularly no, him. I, Remember I they tried that. to, they tried to the them. one time and then he broke the stick rack yeah, and cried. I know. What a little baby. And then Sheldon had to apologize to him. I know. Oh, I know. That's the thing. They, that, they can exactly. bring in anybody. That's why they, they ask... don't have any accountability, these guys. And they need no. a coach who's going to say to Brendan Shanahan, I'm going to coach this team the way I coach this team. And, and who's going to do that though? Well, Brendan won't hire it's somebody not who's like gonna do that. that. Right, exactly. Because you know why? You know why we know that? Because that's what Kyle Dubas said. And Brendan said, see ya. I'm in charge here. See ya. Because Dubas went in and said, I'll stay, but I'm I'm going to have all the say. I don't have to come to you for anything. I'll make yeah. trades. And Brendan said, see ya. Yeah. It's so a we know to print money. Right. So and that's all they someone care just about needs right to get in Brendan Shanahan's ear and say, the coach needs to coach without any interference. Like when when you guys have a um, a college kid on the bench when you're playing Montreal and you're up six nothing, don't call down to the bench and tell him to put him in for the last thirty seconds because that's what happened. Can't remember the guy's well, and, name. Remember and when Sheldon, they were playing Montreal? They were up six nothing and they brought the kid in. And Sheldon yeah. said it after the game. It wasn't my call. I was told to do and it. She- and Sheldon to his detriment as well has made some odd choices along the way to here. Like, yes, it sounds like we're kind of letting him off the hook because the players play. Ultimately it is the players. I think it's 10% Sheldon and 90% the players. So what are we going to say? What are we going to say? What like, but, but Sheldon has done some weird calls too, like Like throwing out, like late in the Colorado game when they were down a goal, throwing Tavares out there with who do you have him out there with? He had him out there with like Gregor and and McMahon. Gregor, and you're like, what are you doing? Yeah, that was when they pulled the goalie. It wasn't McMahon. It was just Gregor like, just came on as the sixth guy. But but in the last thirty seconds, they had like a weird line combo out there, and you're like, what are you doing? Throw these star guys out there. They're supposed to score. after after Tavares was sitting on the bench. That's tough. When he should have been. Dude, I know, but look, then don't. But I then, but then go like, to your. Oh. But listen to me. Then go to your captain and say it's not your night. You're not going out there when we pull the goalie this tonight. But no, Sheldon has to put him out there. Does Why? he have the ability I, to do it? Exactly. They exactly. call these guys. Exactly. All be the all new because coach. He had. He had. He coach. had Toronto Maple Leafs bed sheets. He had Toronto Maple Leafs bed sheets, so we can't criticize him. That's he right. came home. He you came home right to there. do what? That I'll agree. He with came you. home to do what? Well, hopefully lead this team to lose the all the time. Game. Shut up. Lose all the time and get slower and slower Shut and up. not be elite defensively and not put up $11 million, uh, $11 million numbers. You they done? failed. As they I say, every time to do this, every time you talk about Tavares, I say, are you done? 
Yeah, I know. Okay. I just Let's can't break. believe. I Let's still can't break. believe they gave him eleven million dollars. Let's break. It's just wild to me. Anyway, I can't believe we'll take the a Leafs break. got a first round pick for Sandine. But that's just me. Well, take a break. Have. Take a break. They should not go. I can't believe the Leafs can't win a Stanley Cup and the Capitals did. <laughs> that's take a break. Interesting. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll do our this could be a three hour show. It could be. When we come back, we will do our Conway Furniture Couch Potato of the week. And boy, we got a couple doozies lined up next here on Instigating. <laughs> Wrapping things up this week on Instigating with Clarky and Drury. Thanks again to Joe Bowen, legendary voice, the Toronto Maple Leafs, for joining us. And now at the end of the show, you know oh, what time it is, yes. guys. Come on. It's time for the Conway Furniture Couch Potatoes of the Week. And my goodness, it's been a heated show. I'm very it's been good. red. It's always I'm good when the red. Leafs lose, eh? It's true. Yeah, he always jokes about that, right? When, when like I worked his when viewership. I, yeah. When I worked when I worked at, at the fan, like when the Leafs or the Blue Jays or whoever were, you know, in a state of cacophony, as Bill uh, Waters would say, it was some great radio. It, it, hey, say what you will. It makes for great content. It, it really does. Yeah. Because until they win, you, you, you sit there and you go, well, how come that? Yeah. It's the, it's the way of the world, eh? Okay. So Conway Furniture, our friends, Highway 86, East End Elistral. By the way, the prices you see in there, that includes HST and delivery. And we're here to deliver on behalf of our friends at Conway Furniture. Our Couch Potatoes of the Week, Clarky, kick it off. Because, man, it, it, it's been a wild last couple games for the Leafs. And <laughs> I have a funny feeling that uh, I might know what's coming next. Do you think they have any fancy sofas at Conway Furniture? Gu guaranteed. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, someone with fancy pants should be sitting on a fancy sofa, fancy yeah. couch. Um, because as you know, I have not been this guy's biggest fan. And mm. um, I'm I'm really hoping that he's got one year left. And he's going to go somewhere else. And he's going to be super. And he's going to put up a lot of points. But the team's not going to win. It's just the way it is. They're not going to win. And what he said after the game on uh what day tuesday tuesday um, yeah against edmonton we we referred or referenced it in the in the show bones he did i have you have let's just hear what he had to say to this reporter after the game encouragement that you guys can get back on the right track here after four losses because we're a great hockey team and we got to ignore what everyone else says we know we're a great hockey team we show it every night. I mean, these last four games that we've had leads, we've played some awesome hockey, some great hockey. You know, like I just said, stuff goes your way sometimes, stuff doesn't. So for us, we just can't get frustrated at each other. We know we're doing the right things. We're talking a lot, um, communicating well on the ice, off the ice, and it's going to come. So stay patient with it. Don't let anything outside of us frustrate us or get us, you know, angry. Like, just got to do what we do. Do you feel frustration seeping in? No, but no. I think, you know, a lot of people on the outside are trying to do that. So that's how it goes um, for us. You know, we know we're doing right things. And, um, you know, again tonight, we did a lot of right things, did a lot of good things. Um, that's why it sucks when it slips away like this. As you mentioned, you guys are doing good things to, to build these leagues. What, what what are you liking? What are some of the positives you have seen during this stretch? Uh, just the flow of our team. Um, the men are jumping in. A lot of guys have been covering very well. Um, a lot of communication on the ice to make plays happen and, you know, finding holes. So, um, you know, we had a lot of chances tonight to extend that lead more than two. And, um, 
Liberal Arts made some big saves. Um, we weren't able to capitalize on a couple. We can't let this happen anymore. We have to play harder. We have to be better. They're the only three things I wish he had a said. Yeah, I, uh, man, it's just the, 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 the part of that too that I forgot that, that really sticks out there hearing it, it word for word is we play well every night. We, we bring it every night. Oh, man. Yeah, they really did in Buffalo, eh? When they lost to the Sabres, they played well. You know, I I just, again, I I feel bad for you and the rest of Leafs Nation because, you know, for, for as long as they bagged on my guy for he only cares about Russia, he wants to go home, he's not a leader. He always showed up and put points up in the playoffs and ran people over. Like, even in the losses, I never once said, God, I wish Alex Ovechkin wasn't on my team. I always went, where are these other guys helping this poor guy? He'd, he'd sit there and have, like, a goal in, in the losses. He'd have, in an elimination game, he'd have, like, a goal, 12 shots on net, 15 body checks, and four blocked shots. And you'd be like, he's the guy that you're crapping on? I never once sat there and went, I hate Alex Ovechkin and I hate Nick Backstrom and I hate John Carlson. I wish they weren't on my team. I never once said that. Those guys brought it all the time and people would dump mm -hmm. on them and go, see, they can't do it. They would always show up and do stuff and, and they would play hard. They play physical. That's the difference, man. That's they play the so difference. physical that Nick Backstrom doesn't have a working hip anymore. I just don't get it. I just okay, let's move it. on to yours, please. I've had enough. Yeah. Okay. This is even worse. That we talked a lot tonight for good reason about the Leafs and they, they they don't do this, they don't do that. This is worse. My couch potato Louis might be the worst one I've ever had. Oh no. This guy is a criminal. And is a modern day mob boss. And I can't stand that the good people of Buffalo have to be under the reign of this putrid man, Terry Pagula. Look at this stadium. Now, we, you can't control the weather. Uncle Terry can't control the weather. And old man Winter came knocking, and he, he might have brought his brother too. They, old man Winter kicked the crap out of Southern Ontario and Northern New York. And we understand Buffalo is full of snow. These are the stands. By the way, this isn't Saturday when the big no, dumping came. These are people fans arriving. Day. Yes, it's this crazy. Is game day. Terry didn't want to shell out money because he's so friggin' cheap. So we're talking about the guy that completely gassed a bunch of European scouts for the Buffalo Sabres. He won't put money into repairing broken seats and and uh, you know and drink holders and old nacho cheese off the floor at the Sabres arena. Just ask our friend Dwayne Steinell about that. Dwayne, we love you. This guy is having the public 
build him a new stadium. He didn't want to shell out money to get a crew in there to properly clear the snow out of the seats. And the good fans in Buffalo, what they do, they ended up making the best of it. They pile in there with some visiting Steelers fans and they were throwing snow up in the air when the touchdowns came and thank God the Bills played well. But it is embarrassing to me that a guy that's worth north of $6 billion had crap like that. That's the state he left the stadium in. Wouldn't spend a couple hundred grand probably to get a crew of a bunch of guys to come in there and blow the snow out. I think Go ahead. they they put out an ad. Hey, anybody want to come down and yeah. help us shovel 20 bucks an hour? We'll give you a free beer, whatever. Yeah, cool. But he thought that like 200 save, or uh, uh, Bills fans were going to come and shovel the snow for him. Like 30 people showed up and God bless mm-hmm. those people. They better get season tickets for life for what they did on the weekend to make mm-hmm. that game happen on Monday night. They probably if, won't. If I had tickets, Perry. if I had tickets and showed up to my seat, which I couldn't sit in, I couldn't get to, I, I, you know what? Like to me, there's a lawsuit. Clarky, Clarky, they said, because so little people showed up and they didn't want to shell out money for a proper snow removal crew that they said, we want everybody to just focus on the aisleways and getting the field clear. Leave the mm-hmm. seats. Yeah. And when fans arrived, they just care said about the fans. It's general admission. If you can find this seat, it's yours. So what are you Seriously? telling people that's that yep? It was general admission. Just whatever seat you can get your ass into, wow. it's your seat for the game. Look at this. Yeah, if you're watching on YouTube. It's unbelievable. An NFL like, game occurred here. Yeah. yeah. An NFL game. And they're building a new stadium. This is, It gets even better. Yeah. They're building no a lid. new stadium. And I read this the other day. Look at this. <laughs> Terry Pagula for the new stadium. This is Highmark Stadium we're looking at. It's unbelievable. Terry Pagula for his new, I believe the new stadium, which by the way, won't have a roof. No. This constantly happens. You don't need a no, roof. We, don't, we can't, we don't can't have a roof. Because that'll, co- that'll we like cost the elements. another million We like the bucks. elements. We might have to move a few games to Detroit, but we yep. like the elements. Had to do sure. that last year. Yep. Yeah. He's getting, I think the new stadium costs about $1.8 billion. Terry Pagula and his ownership group are getting $850 million of public money to help build that stadium, mm-hmm. which is the largest public subsidy for a stadium in North American history. This year... Buffalo, the greater Buffalo area, had to cut education costs by $800 million to help fund it. This guy's worth six. Well, if you've been to Buffalo, they don't have much education there anyway, so we're okay. Okay, Clarky. This guy's worth $6 billion. Okay. I am tired of this. I'm tired. And, And it's Terry who's in my sights right now, and you should be embarrassed, Mr. Pagula. You are a moron. But it's all these owners that constantly get public money to build their yep. stadiums to have their and toys. hold the town and charge hostage. us twenty two dollars for beer. We're gonna move. And hold if the town hostage. Y'all move. Down. That's right. Move. Oakland A's. Move into the middle of the friggin' ocean and disappear. Then play on the polar ice caps. They're gonna be gone in a few <laughs> years anyway. Yep. It's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed, and I feel sick 
for the people of Buffalo. I love that city. I've had a lot of fun there over the years, going to Bills games. Oh, well, that's games. good. That's good. It makes that's me good. sick. Yeah, I've been to that. That six billion dollar mafioso loser held them hostage and then did that to them. Embarrassing. That's my couch potato of the week. I, good one. I'm so I'm having an aneurysm right now. I I have to stop this. Show. And, and just uh, just to wrap up the show here. Uh, before we get yeah. to a couple other things, I had a phone yeah. call yesterday and I picked okay. it up and I go, okay, you're right. Shut up. Uh-huh. Ian okay. Doig. Ian Doig. Oh, no. Because he's been like going crazy on Facebook. We got to get him on soon. We, <laughs> we got to get him on soon. He's having a time on Facebook. He got a new jersey for Christmas. It's got a Matthews jersey. A I got a Matthews jersey. Yeah. It's locked in a closet. It's he's never putting it on again. Yeah, there's a guy I've never seen a guy say so many times he's done. He's not watching anymore. But he confided to me yesterday. I'm gonna let that's this the, the sickness. Bag. He only said he's not gonna watch it live. He's watching every game taped now. <laughs> like, well, what's the difference, buddy? Anyway, yeah. I anyway, his game, his golf game. Though he tells me his golf game is on fire, and he can't. I wait see to he's play. putting, and he's got a new a new place. In Barry that he's yeah. training and uh, given lessons. I like it. Um, so, yeah. Well, you can bet we'll hit the links again with him this summer. That was a great We'll do show. another show. I got my outfit ready. 100, 100%. Okay, Ian Poulter. Thank you, dude. That That's going to be great. So hey, his putting is show, hot. His putting is hot. His putting's hot. You know what else is hot? Clarky? You say it better than me. Larry Hudson's Chevrolet Buick GMC. The deals are hot. Tell us about them. Well... We've still got the 23 clearance going on right now. We're clearing out the 23s. Not many left, but there's still some. So there's come on some. down. Um, select new 2023 models. Um, big dealer discounts. Finance rates from 199. Uh, things are good. Had a busy day today. A little warmer today. It wasn't minus 14, minus 15. Brought some people out. And it was a it was a busy day in the dealership, so uh, it was a good day. And if you have a sales rep, call them up, get in, talk about uh, some options. If you're looking for one, I'd be glad to talk some Leafs and and uh, Green Bay Packers and Buffalo Bills and Washington Capitals with you. Absolutely, why not? Yes, if you're Absolutely. in need of a new vehicle, go see Clarky or one of our other friends down there at Larry Hudson Chevrolet Buick now, GMC. Hey. You want to be a couch potato along with us? You go see our friends at Conway Furniture. That's what you do. They got all kinds of stuff in there. And again, the prices, HST and delivery fee included. That's a package. That's a winning formula, unlike what the Leafs are doing. Conway Furniture knows how to deliver in the clutch, and they do it for you when you go and visit them. Highway 86, east of Listowel. Listowel. Say it like Phil Maine, just east of Listowel. I we can't. We can't I say most Phil, things like Phil Maine. Phil, only no. Phil's, you know what? We should get Phil on our show. Phil is a yeah, huge sports Phil would fan. Do it. He's a Packers Phil loves fan. Sports. He's probably happy yes, as well. Is. Yes. I'll tell you what. You know what? Let's have Phil on next you, week because I'm the Packers have a big you. game. Win or lose. <laughs> yep. We'll get we'll get Phil on, and I'm I'll sure leave that for you. But you get Phil. Here's the thing, though. Phil Phil's like an eternal optimist. That's okay. So, like, so no matter what, we're I still think get the Leafs are going to win the like, cup this year. And and you know what? If there's anybody that can talk you into that, it's Phil Maine. Exactly. All right. Remember, yeah. also, you can visit our friends at Little Squash Court. And have you it's played cold outside? Recently? 
I haven't because Al has been a little under the weather. But oh. next week, Al versus Ryan is back on. Our twice a twice a week game will be back on, and you can play there. Hey, you know what? Standing you can play five, only. six, seven times a week if you want because it's a twenty four seven facility. You get a neat little fob. You can get a locker in there. Keep your stuff in there and go and I play whenever you want. It's easy to book. It's easier to join. Find our friend Al and the Listful Squash Court. I, I haven't been, and I, I feel bad. I just haven't been in the mood. Um, I got to get go out and play. I miss we my sh- guys. Go. Uh, Jim Chapman. I'll let you beat up on me for Mike an Benjamins hour. and Alex Critchlow. I miss my guys. I haven't been out we'll there. We'll figure it out. So I got to we'll get out, out there and uh, and play. Yeah. yeah, we'll figure it out, dude. I'll let you wail on me for an hour. I don't mind. I'll be a, I'll, I'll be a, you know, the, what are the, what were those guys, like the martial arts guys that people would be at? Whatever. Anyway, we had them in karate class back in the day. Rock them soft. The punching guys with no arms, you know, they'd bounce back at you. Anyway, Weebles? that's what the Leafs are right now. That's what the Leafs are right now. Weebles wobbles, but they don't fall. The out. Toronto Maple loser points. Hey, 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 enough of that. They're going to, they'll be fine. They're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. And you can and you can as well. You'll be fine. Just go visit our friends at Conway Furniture, Larry Hudson's, and the Listful Squatch Courts. And remember, you can watch the show Friday nights at 8, Sunday nights at 9 with our friends on Whiteman TV. That's Channel 6 for Whiteman subscribers. We debut on our YouTube channel Friday nights at 9. You can follow us on social media at InstigatingPod. And you can listen to the podcast version on all your favorite podcast apps, including Apple and Spotify. Like, it's so easy, guys. And hey, Maybe. some of you already know that. We appreciate you watching, okay? Clarky, are we going to be all right? We're all going to say goodbye. We're, we're fine. We're calm down. We're fine. Next We're week, we'll have fine. a lot to talk about, I have a feeling. Yes, we will. It will be very interesting no matter what happens. We appreciate you listening to and watching Instigating. We'll be back next week. 